You remain in pain because you continue to blame. Grand rising, beautiful kings and queens, and welcome to A Mother's Touch Radio. I am your host, Coach Susie, the PTSD Confidence Coach, and welcome to loving yourself unconditionally beyond abuse. You remain in pain because you continue to blame. What do I mean by that? You're not responsible for the pain you endured in your childhood, but you are 100% responsible for the pain you allow yourself to endure as an adult. I spent so many years blaming my children's father for hurting me when I ignored the red flags. You know, I'm, I'm an, an adult. You know, you see the behaviors of people off the top, you know, and, and it's from that moment that you can decide whether you want to continue on or if you just want to go ahead and go your separate ways. But I know that, you know, a lot of the reasons why I stayed was because it was a lot of controlling and manipulative behavior on my part. What do I mean by that? You know, I've always had this desire to help and serve others. And I know a lot of that stems from me being rejected and abandoned, you know, as a child and not receiving that proper love, nurturing, and guidance from, you know, healthy adults, you know. And I've never wanted anyone to experience the pain that I have experienced because I know how that feels, you know. And I know what it feels like to be damaged and broken, you know, and you feel like there, this is it for you, you know, like there's no other way out, you know, and I had this, this need to fix people, men especially, you know, because I thought I needed to be fixed myself, you know, and I thought that, you know, oh, yeah, he's showing me that, you know, he, he's willing to take from other people, he wouldn't take from me, um, you know, He's showing me that he's willing to cheat on people. He wouldn't cheat me, you know? So I ignored the red flags thinking I would be enough to make them whole, or it probably was a lot of ego, like, you know, oh, you know, he may have did that to other women, but he, he's not gonna do that to me because I'm a different woman, right? And, you know, really after learning to love myself unconditionally, I know today that my desire to fix these men was because I thought I needed to be fixed and it was a method of control. It was a method of control because you, once you learn to love yourself, you realize you really don't have control over anything or anyone. The only thing that you have control over is your thoughts and your reactions to how people act. You know, so for instance, if you see a red flag, you have the choice to say thank you, but no thank you, you know. Um, if a person is displaying manipulative behavior, you know, you have the choice to say thank you, but no thank you, you know? And I, uh, it was like, you know, okay, I'm going, I'm going in, you know, cause I can fix these people, I can help these people. But I had to realize that the best way for me to help other people is in this capacity. This is the capacity. Other than, you know, um, like my, my, my neighbors, my friends, you know, and it's not a, a way of helping them. I just simply talk to them. Um, 
I simply am friends with them. And, you know, I brought this, uh, you know, because when you're a child who has been abused, right, you're, you're expected to be perfect from imperfect people, right? So, of course, if they're always trying to change you and you grow up with this mentality of, I need to be fixed, so I'm just gonna project that onto somebody else too, right? I'm just, they need to be fixed too, right? Because they're imperfect. They're, they're imperfect and I need them to be perfect. This is the type of mentality that goes on in my, you know, it, not now, but previous to my self-love journey. It's like, you know, people need to be fixed and no, they don't. People just need to be loved. That's it, you know? And whether that's me loving people from this space or whether that's, loving people in my personal life. Like I said, my neighbors, you know, and it's not always, you know, well, it, like, especially because I have the, I have a neighbor who's a man, but we're friends, you know, and I don't see it. I don't see it going anywhere else. I enjoy him as my friend, you know, so I no longer have that, that mentality either. I'm able to be friends with a man because I know the type of energy that I want, you know, I know the type of energy that I desire to have in my life because that type of energy helps me to grow as a person. And that's the type of energy that I desire to go forward. You know, so I know that I can be friends genuinely now with a man, whereas before it was a lot of, oh, well, I want this person in my life or I'm gonna I'm gonna make this person my man or, you know, we're gonna have a relationship. You know, it's, it's kind of that, instead of just enjoying the people for who they are, you know, and and also, you know, realizing the type of energy that, that you want because now that I look back on it, you know, had this been, you know, 1994 when I met my children's father, I would have walked away. I would have walked away and I know that now because that's not the type of energy that, I, that I'm attracted to on a soul level. It's not, you know, but I was trying to make things fit, trying to make things work and that's typically what we we try to do you know we try to change people. I see men all the time they 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 they're trying to change women into their ideal mate you know and it's like there's an ideal mate out there for you that you will never have to change and it's the same thing with women too there's an ideal mate out there for you that you don't have to change that you don't have to sit up there and tell how to love you there's an ideal mate for you you know and so I was a wounded child and I identify with other wounded people, you know, and it's not to say that I still don't identify with them because I've grown from that space. I identify because I understand because I was there and now I can show you how to get from that place. You know, um, will you ever be 100%? Hell no, but you will be a lot healthier than you were in that space. And, and this is what, you know, the loving yourself unconditionally beyond um, beyond abuse community is all about. It's not about you being a perfect version of yourself. It's about you being a healthier, happier, and truer version of yourself. Because we will never be 100%, you know, healed. Whole. We are going to have some amazing days. And then out of nowhere, a day is going to hit you. But because you are in a healthier, happier space, you know how to deal with that day better than you did in the past. 
And that's the whole point of me teaching this and being a mentor to people who are where I was, you know? So, you know, and instead of uh, being a, being their friend, you know, I, and, and, and getting to know them, you know, getting to know their mental barriers, getting to know what space are they in emotionally? You know, are can they be transparent with me? Can they be vulnerable with their feelings? You know, and, and also, what do you believe spiritually? You know, because I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. Like, I don't go to church. Uh, nature is my church. I enjoy going on a Sunday to kayak and not sitting in a church because I just feel like I'm more connected with spirit and God in that way. You know, I, I'm currently on a social media break and I love being disconnected from social media and connecting with the divine inside of me and being in solitude and isolating myself because I can hear clearer. I can, I can, I, I create more when I'm in this space than people pulling on my energy, you know? So, um, you know, and just, just learning about a person because no, I'm not, you know, I don't believe in a lot of stuff that the churches teach. You know, um, I love the Bible, I love reading the Bible, but again, you know, you take that all with a grain of salt because so many people have had their hands on that document that it has been changed over time. So you, you just really connect with spirit more and ask spirit, what am I supposed to receive from this message? You know, a lot of times I will use a, a Bible quote in some of my, you know, my books or my poems or things of that nature because that's the that's the scripture that I resonated with, you know, but I take everything with a grain of salt, everything that I learned, even in the other spiritual books, you know, they're all, I, I believe, valuable lessons for us, but really we have to be connected in a personal relationship with the divine in order to truly be able to discern and decipher what the message is saying you know so it's very important it's great to listen to other people but also to to be more connected to yourself and the divine within you so that you can you can really gain that knowledge and wisdom for yourself you know because even me you know even when when i'm speaking i want you to take everything that i say with a grain of salt don't stand on all of it think for yourself and that's that's the kind of coach that I am. You know, I'm, and actually I consider myself more of a mentor because see, I don't want to tell people what they need to do. I want people to learn how to trust their own intuition, how to trust their own selves. Because a lot of us don't even trust our feelings or anything. We're so busy downloading outside information that we have no time to process. What, what our spirit is speaking to us, you know? So, um, you know, and in a lot of these relationships, I gave myself physically before I got to know them on a, a, on a mental, emotional, and spirit, spiritual level, you know? And eventually the relationship became toxic and unhealthy, you know? So learning to love myself unconditionally, I not only began to recognize the red flags, but I also take my time and get to know men on a friendship level before deciding whether I want to pursue a relationship with that person or just remain their friend. You know, and I know that's a lot of the reason why I remain single because so many men want the physical before truly getting to know you. And that's because they know that sexual intimacy is a way for them 
to manipulate women emotionally. They can uh, manipulate your emotions when they are physical with you because they know that sex is a direct connection to a woman's heart. It's a direct connection. She will automatically, if she, if she was feeling you in the beginning, she's gonna fall in love with you after, after having sex with you because it's a direct connection to her heart. That is unless she's healthy, unless she's healthy because she knows the difference. She knows not to let sex overtake her emotionally. You know, because sex is just, for me, sex is just really the icing on the cake. And, and you know, a lot of men don't believe me when I tell them, you know, like, I'm 46 years old. My body count is probably under half of that. You know, I mean, I can count, I can count, I still remember the names of the people that I had sexual intimacy with. I told the last man in 2019, I have only had fellatio, I've only sucked three dicks. You know, and he couldn't believe that. And it's like, for me, I need to be connected with someone emotionally, mentally, and spiritually before I even interact with them sexually. A lot of the times I have interacted with them sexually and because it was out of loneliness, it kind of was, I was, I guess, pretending to like them when I know I didn't even have that connection with them. And that's why going forward in my life, I have to have that connection first. I have to. I cannot have a physical connection first. And if that's what you're looking for, then I'm not the one for you. And I guarantee you that because I need to I need to get to know you. I really and truly do because I can't just be sharing my sexual energy with anybody. And I'm not going to do that anymore, you know. Um, and, you know, sexual intimacy is not always the same for men. You know, they can have sex with, with multiple women and not care about any of them. You know, but, um, and that's that's an unhealthy man. An unhealthy man who's, who's, who's masking his emotions and numbing his pain. But a healthy man knows the importance of abstaining because he knows that he wants to share that part as well with a woman that he's mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually connected to. You know, like it's not just about sex. It's about really cultivating that, that friendship first, you know. And, um... You know, sometimes men and sex is just an outlet really for them to pour their pain, you know, because they're already masking it with, you know, alcohol or drugs or whatever they're masking it with. So a lot of times it's just an outlet for them to just really pour their pain into, you know, trying to pass on pain and hurt because they're not ready to deal with their own shit. You know, and this is why I stress the importance of building a solid foundation of friendship first before you become sexually intimate with someone because you both are invested in each other mentally emotionally and spiritually you know even if it doesn't progress to a relationship you either have a friend for life or you learn about what you need from the relationship in order to progress you know um, or what you need from that other person in order to progress further into a relationship you know and when you when you both take the time to invest Neither one, neither neither one of us has control over the other because we are both investing our time and our energy into each other reciprocally. You know, we are recipro reciprocally giving to each other and taking care of each other's needs. So we're mutually giving and receiving from each other. You know, and I know that sex was one of the number one, probably the number one reason why 
things fell apart with the man in 2015 because we we had a great connection. We had, you know, the friendship. I, I waited, I did, we waited 30 days before we actually had sexual intimacy, but that still wasn't enough time. It still wasn't enough time. And I feel because we really didn't get to that point of getting to know each other, you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually like we should have, you know. It was a lot of surface level stuff, you know. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of the times we as women don't feel like we have the, the power to initiate that, but we do, you know, because we have the power to say no, you know, and that comes with self-control being, you know, having that self-control over yourself to say, you know what, no matter how much I desire to be sexually intimate with this person, no matter how much I am physically attracted to this person, I need to get to know him on a deeper level before we even progress to that. And it's really, it really is on you. And I, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on the one, on the women, but you dictate it. You dictate it and you can say that. And, and that's what, what I've been doing. And that's why I said, I, I know that's why I'm single because men come into my life, you know, and yeah, they want to get to know me. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, hey, sexy, hey, beautiful. No, we're not, we're friends. You don't need to call me all that. Thank you that you, I, I'm thankful that you, you know, see that I'm beautiful, but we're friends. I don't need my friends to call me beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, yeah, I call my girlfriend, you know, my, my girlfriend's beautiful. Like, you know, um, but like, I don't need, I don't need that coming from a man. You know, like I get that energy from my girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I just really want to be a, be friends with the man. And the moment that you start turning it into sexual, I'm, I don't want it. I don't want it because I'm trying to build a genuine friendship, you know, and if it turns into something great, if not, that's great too, you know, so, you know, and then another reason why the 2015 relationship didn't work out was because he already told me that he wasn't ready for a relationship, right? I really wasn't either, but that ego, I'm going to convince, I'm going, I'm going to convince him to change his mind because I, I got that type of energy. I'm that type of, I'm that type of woman, you know what I'm saying? And while that may be true, and I, that's, on, that's not on no cocky shit because I know my energy and I know that I give good energy. I'm a fun person to be around. But also, I also have to remain self-controlled and get to know him so that I am not being emotionally manipulated by because of sex, you know? And so what I learned from that relationship is that sex triggers unhealed emotions. And because we did not really take the time to get to know each other and to build that stable foundation of trust, I, I, I was all over the place. I was all over the fucking place. I didn't know how to really handle those emotions that came with it. Um, you know, I, I projected, it became toxic, you know, um, it was just, it was just hell breaking loose, you know, because I know that that relationship in 2015 was, it was love. And whether that was on my part, because I, I gave, I finally gave in and surrendered to love. Um, I, I don't know, but I know that I genuinely loved him. I still love him today. You know, I was thinking about that yesterday, you know, and I was just like, that's really the kind of energy that I want. Yes, it, it broke me. 
it broke me a lot of the reasons why because I, my ego my pride you know things of that nature so it broke me but it was the most beautiful thing ever because in the breaking I grew I wanted to change I wanted to become a better version of myself to receive a man like that into my life so that was the best thing that ever happened to me you know and I had told him that you know like I'm grateful you know regardless of what we become or what happens to us I'm grateful for your energy and your presence in my life because it changed my life it changed the direction of my life you know what I'm saying like it, it sent me straight back to my, my my number one love and that's God that's the universe it drove me right back into the arms of the divine and for that I'm forever grateful because now I know now I love myself unconditionally enough to know that it's okay to be by myself that I won't settle for anything other than a deep relationship with somebody somebody that's willing to go deep with me because guess what there's a lot of pain and love because it, it's it's growth it's growth it bring it triggers you to grow to grow and become a healthier happier and truer version of yourself and so that's why a lot of people don't want to actually dive into it because they're so connected to their victim mentality they're so connected to that past identity you know that blaming that's the victim. That's the blaming identity. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's this person's fault. But see, you can't properly heal. You can't properly heal until you begin to take accountability for your part and you're in those relationships, you know? And I don't even know what it is, but I've seen it on TikTok. It's actually, I, I uh, duetted the video, but the guy said that don't accept anybody back into your life unless they display five things, you know? And number one was accountability. Number one was accountability because we got to become accountable for our own shit. And like, like I know in 2015, a lot of it was me. A lot of it was me because I am, I am self-controlled, you know, like I abstain from a lot of things, you know, that's why I don't say that I'm a vegan because, you know, sometimes I go two weeks and I'm eating nothing but fruits, vegetables, nuts, and then I might go the next week and get some Chick-fil-A or I might make you know, a chicken dinner, or I might make, you know, for my birthday, I had crab legs and, you know, and baked potatoes, you know, so I don't, I, and maybe that's a part of my bipolarism too, I don't know, but I don't identify with one thing, same thing spiritually, you know, Christianity has helped me, Buddhism has helped me, Taoism has helped me, you know, so I don't identify with one thing, I love I'm comfortable in both of my energy. Yes, I'm more comfortable in my feminine, but in order to for me to pursue my goals, I have to be comfortable in my masculine too. You know, I have to be comfortable being, and I don't like, I, I'm not really aggressive, because like I said before, I'm not that kind of coach. I'm gonna hold you accountable, but I really do want you to be able to learn on your own. You know, I don't, I, a leader is someone who inspires people to grow and, and, and become the best version of themselves. They don't tell them, that's a boss. That's a boss. And so I want everybody, and so I'm just I'm just being the example, and that's that's how I want to live my life. You know, just being an example to myself, to my children, to the world, to my significant other when, once he comes into my life, you know, and that's how I just live my life, you know. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't identify with one thing. You know, I identify with all things, you know, and um, 
And that's just really it for me. So, you know, I, I took accountability for myself. I accepted that, you know, a lot of the reasons why it didn't work out was because me, you know, because I was, but, but that too, we didn't build anything that I had to trust. You know, I didn't know how to trust, you know, that he was being faithful and he was being honest with, with what he was telling me, you know, um, until I got, until after the fact. And I was like, wow, he really was honest with me because when he told me that he didn't see us going any further, he stopped texting me. He stopped calling me. I kept reaching out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it really is about us taking accountability and also us becoming more aware of ourselves and so when we're aware of ourselves we're aware of other people you know and you can you can kind of see past the bullshit your red flag detector is no longer broken you know because it's it's on it is it's on alert it may not be on high alert but it's on alert and you are you're you're watching people you know you're you're observing and that's what you're supposed to do you know be friends with that person first have fun laugh and joke with that person you know travel with that person how are you guys gonna know y'all go out traveling all the thing y'all doing is arguing you know what i'm saying like and this is why i'm telling people like this is why i do what i do this is why i'm creating friendships first because i want to travel with you first like let's go let's go to dominica you know what i'm saying because like if i see a group i'm gonna book a trip to dominica let's go to dominica let's see how we interact out of town <laughs> in another country you know what i'm saying let, let's go, let's go camping. My family loves to go camping. Let's go camping as friends and see, see how we, we, we vibe and interact. You know, let's just hang out. Let's go to the lake. Let's do stuff. Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Let's tell me, you know, I want you to know that because of my childhood abuse, I, I suffer or I don't suffer. I don't even like to say suffer, but I have, I experienced symptoms of PTSD. And I still have symptoms of bipolar disorder. Sometimes I'm all over the place. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm focused, you know, and ADHD too. You know, sometimes I am project to project to project. And then sometimes I can get focused, you know, but I know how to handle these things now because I learned how to love myself unconditionally. I know when I have depressed days, what my inner child needs. So I have learned this about myself. I have become aware of myself and I need to know if you are aware of yourself so that you are not projecting your childhood shit onto me. You know, when, when we're not together, you want to, you want to have arguments and stuff like that instead of saying, Hey, I really want to see you today, you know, or we can have a conversation or whatever, you know, but you, you act like everything is cool. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, instead of saying, you know, what you need out of a relationship. And that's why it's so important in the beginning to say that, like, what do you need from a relationship to feel like you're fulfilled, you know? And it's not that I'm trying to be your happiness because I need for you to be happy before you meet me, you know, but what is it that you, that you expect? You know, do you expect for me to, to, to tell you, Hey, I got this, you know, like, let me know. Cause I feel that that's respect. Yes. I got, I'm doing this this weekend or whatever, whatever. Can we hook up next weekend? Or can we, can we have our time next weekend? Or, you know, I need to go all, I need to go into isolation mode because I've been giving out my energy too much. So I'm going to take this weekend for myself. You know, that's, that's, that's a healthy relationship where you can communicate with your significant other. But a lot of us can't communicate because we've already had sex. We've already had sex. We've already become emotionally invested and we're afraid to push this person away if this person knows that 
I need you a little bit more in my life or whatever, you know, like, I, and, and I'm not saying that that's healthy because again, that's a person who's not genuinely happy with themselves because they're putting that pressure on someone else to, you know, when we're not together, you need to know how to keep yourself happy and, and attend to your own needs instead of going to find someone else to replace that when, when I'm not there on the weekend, you know, on one weekend, you know. Because, again, my daughter's with her father every other week. So the weekends that I'm with her are her time. It's her time. I can't always be there for you, especially if we're just getting to know each other. You know, we're not even six months in. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that because I need to be six months in before I introduce you. I don't need another man coming into my life and then leaving and my daughter like, well, where he at? You know, so like I said before, my daughter has only seen two men in, in my life and she, I go down and talk to, to my neighbor, but that's outside. That's outside his balcony. So the other day when I was talking to him, she came down and guess where mommy was? Outside talking to her friend. That's it. You know, so she knows that's the neighbor. And that's all that it is, you know, so, um, but I need that for her too. I need that for her, you know, so it's not just about me. And, and that's, that's what I'm doing now going forward in my life, you know, because I want that friendship first and the sex is the icing on the cake of that friendship. Because if we can go all day, all day doing nothing but laughing and joking and talking and vibing together and then at night we can have sex or in the middle, you know, like once if we having fun and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like it, it leads to sex or whatever, then that's the icing. And that's what I want going forward in my life. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. So, you know, um, and, and, and even though, cause trigger still will arise because it's, it's a sexual connection. It's an energy. It's an exchange of energy. So you're taking on his energy. He's taking on your energy. So when you know how to, work through your own pain, your own triggers without accusing or blaming or projecting that onto another person, that's the basis of a healthy relationship. So let me know what you all think in the comments. Um, this is the end of the program. I love you guys and thank you so very much for being here, for listening, for watching. Um, if you are watching via YouTube, I highly encourage you to like, comment, share and subscribe uh, to the channel. Not sure if you guys are able to share the podcast, but if you are share the podcast, um, I would love to hear from you guys. I really do appreciate you. And of course, you guys know that A Mother's Touch Inc. is a community organization that, that provides financial resources to men and women who are living, leaving domestic violence situations. And we also provide loving support and mentoring services for any person who desires to live a healthy, happy, and holistic life with a mental barrier. Um, the organization, A Mother's Touch Inc. and the Loving Yourself Unconditionally Beyond Abuse community and organization was created based on my desire to be the community and organization that I needed when I was leaving my unhealthy and toxic relationship and I struggled um, financially to find my footing. So I just want to pay that forward, you know, because like I said, I've been there. And I, everything that I speak about on this podcast, I've been there. And, and that's who I desire to be. I desire to be the person who I needed when I was going through because healing is hard. 
And there's a lot of times you want to run back to your comfort zone because that pain is familiar. But you have to, you have to go. You have to face fear and heal um, because it's the best thing that could ever happen to your life. It's the best thing that has happened to my life. It changed my life. So, um, you know, the organization is also a proud collaborate, collaborator with uh, community organizations who are assisting families and co-parents with becoming the healthiest and truest version of themselves. If you or someone you know is in need of financial assistance, or if you are interested in donating to our mission, please visit www.amotherstouchinc.org to fill out the financial assistance form or to make a donation. All donations are greatly accepted and appreciated. So before we leave, I'm gonna send you all out with a prayer of love to the universe. So let's go ahead and get started. Dear universe, dear, dear universe, I love you so much. And I know I say that all the time, but there are not enough words for me to describe the depth and the gratitude of my love for you. I am so grateful and thankful for healing. I really and truly am. I'm thankful and grateful for all the relationships that I have had in my life. Um, even the ones that were not, that, that did not benefit my growth, they taught me things. They taught me things. They taught me how to, um, how to recognize the signs of abuse. They taught me how to recognize the red flags and to notice, um, you know, because I get it, people are unconscious of their abusive behaviors. I was unconscious to mine until I began to learn to love myself unconditionally and then I began to look at myself and see. And I just, I just want people to know that loving yourself unconditionally is not to place more shame upon you, but it's just to become accountable for who you have been in your life and to change that direction, change that trajectory, because you can. You can become a healthier, happier, and holistic version of yourself. You really and truly can, and I am a living witness of that. I am a living testimony. It does not make me perfect. It makes me the truest version of myself. It creates boundaries with other people, whereas before I was a doormat. I allowed people to step over me, to run over me. And no, now I don't have to be aggressive or try to dominate those people. I simply need to hold them accountable for their actions toward me, toward my daughter, toward anyone in my life. I'm thankful and grateful that I had to leave behind familiar, familial relationships, you know, because a lot of the times we don't realize that we are taking on the same mess that we've always grown, that we've grown accustomed to. We're afraid to leave our families because this is all we've ever known. But if it's not healthy for you, for your relationships, then how is it good for humanity? How is it good for communities? How is it good for families? Now, this is a collective effort of all of us. It's not just about one person, it's about the collective. And a lot of the times, our families hear us better when we're not constantly in their face. They learn to appreciate us more when they don't have constant access to us, instant access to us. 
And I get it. A lot of people don't want to leave their families because, you know, what if people die? People are going to die. You know, my cousin just died in September of last year, and I didn't go home to the funeral. For one, I don't want to see my cousin in a casket. And for two, I didn't need to be there. It's not time for me to go back to that environment yet. It may never be time for me to go back to that environment. Because I recognize now that my mental health is more important than the environments that I have surrounded myself in. And yes, people say, you need to ground yourself more. I can do that, yeah. But I also know that sometimes it's best for me not to be in those type of situations. I don't care how grounded, how spiritual you feel yourself to be. You know, everybody is the most spiritual until they have a moment. And I know that I'm not the most spiritual person. But I'm serious about my spirituality. And I know that I have more learning, more spiritual growth to happen for me. That's on my goal list because that's what I want every single day. I do want to become more grounded so people don't shake me. But I also know that I'm a deeply feeling person. And a lot of people have used that against me. They tried to use my love against me. And I won't tolerate that anymore. And I'm thankful for the strength that your love continues to give me every single day. I am thankful that you are my everything, my world, my life. You are the air that I breathe, the song that I sing. You are my melody, my harmony. You are my, my greatest confidant, my best friend, my greatest supporter, my lover, and my man. I thank you for protecting and providing. When I don't see a way, you always make sure that there, that to make a way out of no way. I thank you for always coming to my rescue, for being my knight in shining armor. I love you. Always have, I always will. It doesn't matter whether I am feasting or I'm living in famine. It doesn't matter whether I'm living in abundance or need. It doesn't matter whether I'm experiencing joy or pain, sunshine or rain. I love you with everything that I am. So thankful, so grateful for another day to serve in this capacity. Another day to love my neighbors as I love myself. Another day to be the vessel that I came to this earth to be. So let's rock it. I am so abundantly blessed, thankful and grateful above all I could ever ask, think, or imagine. So let's rock this day out. Let's get her done. And so be it and so it is. Amen. Amen. I thank you all for being here. I want you to go out. Have an awesome, amazing, and beautiful day today. From my heart to yours, as always, namaste. If you experienced rejection, abandonment, trauma, or abuse as a child, 
you may find it difficult to create a healthy, happy, and holistic life. You are not alone. I am Coach Susie, and I am a survivor of addiction and narcissistic domestic violence abuse. I was raised by a mother who experienced narcissistic personality disorder, and I experienced every type of abuse. I was rejected, abandoned, and traumatized before the age of 10. As I grew older, I attracted these same type of relationships into my life because this was my life. It was all I knew, and it was what I was accustomed to until I introduced myself to something different. In 2015, I left a 20-year unhealthy and abusive relationship with a man who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder. And I began a journey into loving myself unconditionally. It took me five years to accomplish living a happy, healthy, and holistic life, and that was primarily due to the lack of financial and educational resources for people like me who were severely traumatized as children and grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement was created from the mind of a traumatized child who struggled for years with self-doubt and low self-esteem. But I learned to love herself unconditionally beyond past abuse and thrive successfully in life with PTSD, bipolar disorder, and ADHD. I struggled to love myself unconditionally due to the mental and emotional abuse I received as a child. The voices of doubt, fear, and not good enough would constantly haunt me until I began to change my mind. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is a community of people who desire to learn practical and effective ways to love themselves unconditionally beyond abuse. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is not about chasing perfection and trying to be perfect. It's about learning to love yourself unconditionally in every area of your life, no matter what that looks like. It's about becoming the healthiest, happiest, and truest version of yourself, no matter what that looks like. If you are ready to learn how to love yourself unconditionally beyond abuse, pre-register today at suzysuttles.com. Everyone has something to teach us. My question to you is, are you ready to learn?